Blog Talk Radio. This is Jonathan Wright with the Million Dollar Mindset Podcast, uh, powered by the EAE Radio Network from the Talk to Shaylin Radio Network. Today, we are honored to have CEO, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, hustler of reality TV and TV and more, Rich Dollars on the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, um, this is all positive. He's talking in 79 Gold, his life, his blueprint for success, just his mindset. Uh, we've watched him grow on TV. But this this guy's been behind the scenes making things happen. That's why we want him on our podcast today, the main other mindset. Uh Mr. Rich Dallas, welcome to the podcast. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks for joining. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Not a problem. Well, first of all, um, how did you feel about the article that we wrote about you in Popular Magazine, man? That's actually how that's actually how this whole thing came about. Um, I was going through my, my, my Twitter, and somebody had reposted it. A few people had reposted it. Then I looked down, and my company had reposted it and was like, yo, I, I thought, let me take a look at this. I read it and was like, wow, this is, this is kind of dope. So I think my um, Stacy reached out, my partner Stacy reached out to somebody with you, and, uh, you know, and then one thing led to another, and here I am. Absolutely. Well, you know, the reason why we target you is because, the proof is in the pudding. The facts speak for themselves. Outside of entertainment stuff, you are business. Um, you are very focused. You have an understanding of how things should go. And that started early on, and we'll just jump right into it. And and that's why we wanted you on the podcast, because there's multiple things going on around the Rich Dollars brand, from the, from the vodka line to everything else that you have going on with TV, management, and deals and things of that nature. I want to jump right into it. Um, your 79 Gold project has been going off extremely well. Um, we've been watching your progress, watching how you put it together with social media and how you tied it in with the show. What has been, you know, how have you felt about the success of 79 Gold and everything that you've done with the brand itself? I mean, how, how are you feeling about everything up to date so far? Um, it's rewarding. It's absolutely rewarding. Like, you know, I'll tell you the difference. The difference is that 50 has FN Vodka right now, and he's doing his thing with that. And, and Puffy has, you know, the Ciroc stuff and the De Leon. Um, Having worked with Puff for all these years, I kind of was a part of that process, a part of that project growing, that Ciroc project growing and blowing up, working with Sean Prez and Puff and Marilyn and all those people over there, Dia and Erica. So it was, it was kind of dope for me to, to, to get out and do something on my own and finally get an opportunity where I could, you know, put my teeth into something that I that I owned myself with some equity stake in it on my own. So basically watching 79 grow over the last year has been amazing, man. It's gone from, you know, working out of Atlanta, Georgia, to now having damn near 45 states with distribution and, and in stores. And it's just amazing when you walk into a liquor store and you say, you know, I want 79 gold, and they'd be like, oh, okay, cool, and they bring it to you. But you, in your mind you're thinking, like, this is my liquor. Like I own this. So, I mean, it, it's something that I would have never have ever gotten the opportunity to do. And shout out to Stacy for reaching out and, and, you know, us doing this liquor line together. So, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed, happy, and blessed, extremely blessed. Well, definitely. Well, the main thing about it is the product is good because it's hard to push something that's not good. I mean, some celebrities try to do it, you know, forcing brands on people, and that's why they don't right. like I, We really feel, you know, at EAE Radio, talk to Shaylin and, and the Million Dollar Mindset, being the host of this show myself, 
you know, the first time that we had it, it was like, okay, this is good. It's smooth. It's different. Not what you think at all. You know, it goes down in one. It's like you don't need anything with it. It's chill. It's right here. And it's something that you want to do again. But the thing that we want to give you kudos on is the way that you have positioned the company with being so hands-on. I think that's lost in business. Uh, it seems to be like you're very hands-on. It's almost like this is personal for you, like 79 gold is personal it's for absolutely, you. Like absolutely. Really... Listen, we're all competitive, right? As, as people, as business people, as, as people um, trying to really, really find their way in this, in this urban world or this general populational world, we're, we're competitive. So I've seen success, and, and that, I think that's one of the strongest attributes to what, I'm, to what I'm trying to put in place right now is that I've seen success with Puff, and I've seen how this thing works. So, yes, I am very hands-on because at the end of the day, I'm not an artist out here trying to make a quick buck, trying to put my name on something, and then two years from now or a year from now it goes away and everybody forgets that I even had any association because they didn't like it. I'm here for the long haul, and that's how you really get it. And with equity, if you know, Equity is a little bit different than getting that upfront check. Equity is like the back end, you know what I'm saying? So right now we're working towards Absolutely. that back end, and that's why I feel like it's so powerful and so important for us to position 79 the way we have is because we're looking for the long haul. We're not in it to make a you know quick $200,000. Yo, Richie, here, throw your name on this, bring it on the TV show, promote it, and we'll give you 200000 250K. That's not what it's about for me. Like for me, this is about – five years from now, y'all reading and be like, oh, shoot, Richie just signed a check for $180 million. Jim Bean bought 79 gold or Hennessy bought 79 gold or Diageo bought 79 gold. That's what I'm looking for, and that's why I'm so hands-on with it. And you're absolutely right. This is my project. It is personal, and it is something that I'm really, really, really excited about and absolutely happy to go to work every day and, and continue what, the madness that we've already started in terms of promoting and marketing this. And I'm glad that everybody's liking it. So yeah, I'm 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 very very happy right now, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, the thing about having a physical product, it's either it's gonna you know fly or fry. It's one of the two, you know, because mm -hmm. people either you know the people are gonna speak real quick. Oh, this this product is good or it's bad. And I think the way that you've gotten people on your team, the people that really care about the Rich Dallas brand, you know, I see different celebrities out there. But when you read your timeline on Twitter. And even on Instagram, I know with the tweets we've been doing today, it's like people really, like, are into where can I find it, how I go get it, because people have attached um, themselves to you. Last thing about 79 Gold that I want to get into, when it comes to the strategic marketing uh, approach that you're using right now, what are some of the things that you're going to be doing in 2016 to kind of further the brand more? Um, I know you got a digital campaign going, like, are we going to see – more digital, mobile apps, or we're going to see just just kind of give us a snapshot of what can we expect from the 79 Gold rollout for 2016. Okay. Well, for 16, because, like, obviously this was, our first, this was our first year, and with the success of that, now we've been able to take the money we generated over the last year and a half, you know, putting this liquor in every, in every state, trying to get it in every state. Now we have the funds to go out and do full-fledged campaigns. So now it's going to be more of like a more traditional campaign. You're going to see ads in magazines. We just inked a deal with Modern Luxury Magazine, which is Atlantan, um, Manhattan Magazine, Men's Book, Jezebel, mm -hmm. um, all those, mag North Shore Drive, all those magazines. We're going to start running campaigns in these upper scale, upscale magazines, almost like the GQs and the Vogue's and the L's and the Harper's Bazaar. 
So we're going to go and do that. And, of course, I have my relationships in the urban world, so you're going to see, obviously, the straight stuntings and all the, the urban model magazines. You'll see ads there mm-hmm. because that's kind of the demographic that we deal with in terms of the television show. So, And then you're going to see commercials run. We just shot our first commercial, so I'm looking forward to getting that out. It's going to run nationally on uh, Love and, excuse me, on VH1 after Love and Hip Hop New York goes off. So you're going to see commercials now. So now we're trying to hone into our basic demographic and to the people that love and, you know, want to see me succeed. We're going to put it out there and let everybody know that this is just not a out the back of your trunk type of, like, like type of product. This is definitely the real deal in your liquor stores. So we're going to have to do the rollout that's going to be conducive to, to showing the world that we're exactly that. Absolutely. Well, I endorse, I tip my hat to that point. I would like to see uh, 79 Go, you know, do uh, a lot of international stuff. I think that with a lot of brands that African-Americans are attached to, one of the things that Puffy has done well, and I I know you will do this as well, um, because you seem to be a person that, looks for all opportunities positive. The international market is a big popular magazine. Um, when we put your article up, we have a lot of readers in the UK, mm-hmm. um, and we have a lot of readers in Australia. They they read the article because our traffic rank is so high, but a lot of people around just like was reading the article hit our site daily for news. So I would love to see you do a nice international campaign with your with Well, your the funny thing about that, I'm, I'm giving you a sneak peek into probably the middle of 2016. We just signed a deal with Tesco's, which is like the Walmart, mm-hmm. Sam's Club mm-hmm. of the U.K. We just did a deal with Tesco's. Tesco's going to be picking up 79 gold. So we're automatically, we're all already, like you already exactly know where my mind's at. So around middle of, I'm thinking around August of next year, July, August of next year, we'll have uh, 79 gold in all the Tesco's in the United Kingdom. Yeah, man, that's huge. Like I said before, that footprint is big because the way they consume products, their appetite is different from American appetite. And it is just different. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good to be, you know, in those markets. But, again, the product stands on its own. The bottle looks good. Um, you saw the picture we used for Popular Magazine. I mean, just everything you've done has been has been great. Um, and like I said before, our management team tips I had to you, and that's why we wanted you on the podcast to drop some juice, not so much talk about – you know, drama and women, we just want to talk about the business because your business acumen is literally through the roof, and I and, and we want to shed light on that because that credit needs to be given and needs to be broadcast on a large platform. I want to get into um, time management with you. You have children. You have a life. You have VH1, who is like your second wife. <laughs> you have mm-hmm, the liquor mm-hmm. line, which is like, the liquor line, which is like your new baby that's doing well in school and it's going places, you know. You have other things that I'm assuming we'll get into in a little bit. Time management, when you wake up in the morning, what time do you really rise in the morning? This is how I start my day. I get up around 5, 5.30 every morning. So then I go through my emails. I make sure that everything's on point from the day before, make sure ain't nothing happening. Uh, obviously, I go to social media because everybody knows when you go to social media, you see – 7,000 new comments and you know something happened overnight that might need your attention. So the first thing I do is go and check my online stuff, check my emails, and then I go check the social media and make sure I'm still okay from the night before. And then I start, you know, sending out my emails and preparing for my day. The way you, the way, I mean, as far as time management goes, it's, it's honestly, it's, you just have to prioritize your day, man. It's like, I don't have a lot of spare time. I don't have a lot of play time. 
I don't have a lot of time to go out and just hang out with the fellas and, you know, do what I'm doing. And I really got to put this business first and put, you know, so I'm taking the kids to school at 8 o'clock. So then I'm, you know, as I'm doing that, as when I'm coming back home from there, I'm on the phone. And I'm on the phone pretty much for the rest of the day. And I'm talking to Stacy, or I'm talking to Puff or I'm talking to Mona or I'm talking to Stephanie or whoever's, you know, whatever we got going on. And then obviously when you're shooting, that's two hours of your day that you got to take out. So now, you know, I try to get my schedule to where I can do all my shooting in one day. I might shoot three, four scenes in one day because I don't want to have to shoot every single day or two hours here, three hours there. I'd rather just devote Monday to shooting, do all my scenes, get it over with, and for the rest of the week, I know I'm working, stuff mm-hmm. I got to do. And that's kind of how I that's kind of how I do it. So it's really just about cutting the fat from your schedule, man, just not playing around too much. And, you know, everybody wants to have fun, but at the end of the day, there's this the business is the most important thing right now, especially when you have other people depending on you. Exactly. And one of the things that you said during your statement was cut the fat. I think from the I think the key to time management is cutting the fat, which goes back to prioritizing, knowing, okay, I'm up at five thirty, but what am I doing at five? Some people get up early and still don't do not accomplish anything because they don't understand the thing that's gonna drive their day. And what drives exactly. their day you know, what drives the rich dollars day is the VH1 stuff, keeping that, keeping everything liquid, keeping everything moving, not having just boom. You know, it's like eating four or five small meals in a day. That's really what you're doing. You're not piling on your mm-hmm. milk on one plate. You, you, you're giving time here, you're giving time there. Let's talk a little bit um, about when it comes to your mental toughness. Um, being in the business that you're in, your skin got to be thick, um, people always judging you before even knowing um, people think you're broke all the time. People think you're super rich. People think whatever. When it comes to your mental toughness, when you look in that mirror every morning and you say, because you are now Rich Dodge, you're not the guy, you know, the intern or a music executive anymore. Because you are now on TV and millions of people know your name, you are somebody different. The same person, but from a visibility aspect, you have grown you know, tenfold. So what do you tell yourself every day to, to deal with everything that you do? What is your mental talk to yourself? Like, what do you tell yourself? You know what it is? It's that you wake up in the morning and you just you reconcile yourself to the fact that I can't please everybody. Like, if you, and, that's when you, and that's when people go crazy, when you read Instagram and you're trying to figure out how you can please everybody. And you know what? At the end of the day, I cannot. So I got to do what's good for me and my family. I got to go out here. I got to work. Um, loving hip hop is was a little was a, was more difficult when it first started because it was so new and people weren't used to it. But now it's so successful that it's like people kind of accept it. And it's like, oh, well, that's just loving hip hop. You know what I mean? Before when it first came on, people were like, oh my god, what are these people doing? You know? And, and but now it's really not like that anymore. And I can tell you something that Puff told me about maybe three years ago at a Christmas party. He said, Yo, Dallas, at the end of the day, anything you do right now helps you with your celebrity. Anything you do right now helps you with your celebrity. You're Richie Dollars. And like you just said, people know who you are. So now the key is to just stay relevant, stay out there in the, in the, in the, in the, in the public eye for positivity. Now, everybody ain't perfect, and I know I'm not, but for the most part, people don't want to hear about 79 and how much we grossed last year. Well, people don't want to hear about how much I make on Love & Hip Hop. They just want to see, oh, that's that guy from TV on Monday night. So, and that's mm-hmm. cool with me. And I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that because, honestly, I've never been a creative. I came in this game as a manager. 
as a, as a, as a, as a record as, as a record executive, I never planned to be on TV for seven seasons. Like this was a blessing that I didn't even know would ever come my way. I wasn't even looking for. I remember it. your first season, man. I remember your first. I season. came on with I came on with Olivia. I know. And I was the manager. I was the manager guy. Change TV. You're dramatic. And, and you know what? Change that change TV when you started crying. That was the that first day, time. People laughed that day. That day. But five, here we are, five seasons later, and you can still go back and say, "That's how you know you. That's how you know you're doing it the right way." When five right. seasons later, you can sit on the phone with somebody and they say, "Yo, Rich, I remember the day you blew up. I remember that day. I was watching. Yeah, I, I was there." That. When you doing when it, when it's like that, now you know you're doing something because now you're making an impact. People are like, "Oh shoot, I remember this. Oh yeah." Like then they can take. Pride in being able to be a part of your journey. Like, I remember when you was on with Olivia. People tell me that all the time. They come up to me and be like, yo, dog, I remember you was on TV with Olivia. Now, like, we forgot all about her. No disrespect to O, because, you know, look, reality ain't for everybody. But people come to me and be like, yo, we forgot, you know, now you're looking at you and you on. This is your seventh season. Like, damn, dog, you doing it. I remember the time you was crying on the bread. We were like, oh, Rich. But you know what? That's what we got. Everybody needs that moment. It's just, it's that moment. Everybody needs a moment. And that was, and good or bad, there have been great moments throughout TV history. But I think, and not speaking too much about that because I want to stay on the business, but it's part of the business. Mm-hmm. I think the great thing about that scene, Rich, was that, and I told everybody this at the barbershop, there was never a time on Love and Hip Hop franchise where a male, preferably a black male, ever ever, ever show, showed vulnerability. You were vulnerable, and when you was you wanted her to win so bad, you were so passionate about it. And this is from a girl who had success with Clyde mm-hmm. Davis, and then Alicia Keys came out, and that was it. I always say it was right. just Olivia. I bought her album. I bought her. Walked in the Sam Goody, bought her album. Like I like this girl, sexy, mm-hmm. thing. But then a couple of months later, Alicia Keys come out, and nobody remembers nothing. So it was right. almost like. Who came out when 50 Cent came out with Get Rich or Die Trying? It's like, how many people came out? It's just, you know, it's hard to, to remember. But that scene yep. show, showed, it, it almost showed like an acting side of you, even though you were not acting, but it showed real raw emotion, and people were not used to that. And to me, that gave birth to the rise of your success of what we're talking about now. So you are correct. You are doing it well because you said something on Twitter, and we retweeted it. Um, and you said, like it or not, I'm going to be on TV for the next 25 weeks. Yep. So yeah. when, when my assistant, Brittany, brought me that, was laughing, I was like, that's why I want him on the show. Because that's business right there. That's a business move. And going back to the business, the thing that you've done well is you've taken, even with all the messiness that people say, I don't call it messiness. To me, it's a method to your madness. That's what I say. I think that your madness is your strength. And I think people are now catching on now because of what you're able to do because you're not a joke. You know, you're not nothing that people can – you're that guy that's intelligent, college degree, fraternity down Mm -hmm. all day, and handling his business but understands I got to get from A to Z. I might not be on Y right now, but he's definitely on M. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Mm -hmm. I see from you all the time, and, 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 and that's why your journey is different. I want to get into the aspect of your team building. 
Um, you built obviously you don't do this by yourself. You don't run all these different companies and brands and stuff. Um, your team, how did you put that together? I mean, your your what's some of your secrets of success for us building a good team? Because um, we know your mom, you know, works with your brand, but I know there's other people that work around right. you that help make this machine go. And you're out front because you're the Tom Brady. I know you got a Bill Belichick and an assistant defensive coach. Kind of tell us about your team a little bit and how well they work with you and what's the secret sauce of you guys' success. You know what's funny is that when I was an intern, and this is like the key, the key to success, to me, the key to success in industry is always thinking three, four, five steps ahead. If you're an mm-hmm. intern, you can't think like an intern. you got to think like a boss. That's how you get the boss's attention. You know what I'm saying? You can't be running around acting like an intern, like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just out here trying to figure it out. Nah, that's not how you do it. If you're an intern, you got to be able to make these people comfortable with you to put you in position to be successful. And that's what I learned at Bad Boy. Now, with that being said, coming up through the ranks, you meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of people who are coming up with you, and, you know, you, you look at them, and it's like, damn, they remind me of me. And this, oh, I can hang out with that fella because that dude does, he does, he works like how I work. And those are the people who I attach myself to. Just coming up through the ranks, people were like, yo, you know what, man? We want, we, we looking at you now, and we see something in you that I feel like if we all put our heads together, man, we can make this thing go. And that's kind of how I did it, man, just being around people, looking at how people's work ethics and how they were getting down, and just being quite honest and saying, yo, listen, I I might not be able to provide it for you now, but if we all get in bed together and and figure this out, there's going to be some money down the road for us, man. And and, and we can't – it's not no jealousy thing. It's not no envy thing. It's about the bottom line, and that's what I stand for. And that's why what you said earlier was was, it made all the sense in the world. I'm about the bottom line. I'm about the victory. I don't care how I get to the W as long as at the end of the game I'm standing. So there might be some things that happen during the game that make you go, oh, shit. And there's going to be some things in the game that make you be like, oh, man, this is going to lose. But at the end of the game when the clock hits zeros and I'm winning, nobody can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. And that's how the people that I have around me have the same mentality. And that's why we rock together because we've come up together with that same mentality. Plus, don't care. Puff don't care what you think about him. Puff got his team of people who he trusts. He got his, his workers and the people that's around him, and he goes for it. He might fall in a hole like the damn MTV Awards. He might do whatever. You might say, oh, this dude too old to be running around here dancing. Whatever the case may be, he brought $60 million home this year, this year. He brought $60 million home this year. No matter how you look at it, he's the number one grossing uh, hip-hop person of the year. And you know why? Because all he cares about is winning. Just winning, man. I don't care. Do I got a clown TV to win? Okay, I'm winning. Do I got a what? Johnny Blaze? Winning. Erica Mena? Winning. Sin Santana? Winning. Monique Slaughter? Winning. These are all people that came in. I don't come in under nobody's umbrella. They come in under mine. And when they walk away from me, Ryan Leslie? Winning. These are people that had careers and stuff that was sitting on the bench before I met them. You know what I'm saying? And that's the mentality that you got to have in this game because people will try to, they'll try to make you seem like you're bugging out, like you don't know what you're talking about. So you got to stand true to who you are. Get your team around you with people that you've known for years that, that, that rock like you rock. Put them people in position. Take care of them and make them want to help you be who you are. That's what it's all about to me. Absolutely. Well, having a unified vision is key. I mean, you can't, you can't run an army and people shoot in the other direction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like everybody nah. gotta be, if, 
you know, that's what that's what we say over here. At, you know, at Renegade Revolt and uh, at EAE, like if we're shooting forward then that's the target, we're gonna go. I think the reason why your team is doing so well is because, like you just said, everybody understands the W. So there's gonna be sacrifice. You know, at Bad Boy they say every man for himself, every man for the team. So I think yep. that's the mentality that you should have when you're looking at the business. Like, everybody wants to shine individually, but collectively they understand that Rich Dollars puts us in front of millions of people every week, and we're all winning because everybody's going to be able to learn, grow, and build their own thing at some point. And that's, a, that, that's one of the great things about your success. I, I, I want to take you back to a scene when you went and met with the guy from Diageo about getting Genius. money up for Erica Manager uh, video. First of all, yep. I love the music that was playing in the background, Cold Duck. That was a great intro to the music. That was great. Great editing <laughs> by Mona Scott. Uh, shout out to Mona. Uh, definitely. I, I got to get on the show. But the way you sat <laughs> down and you, present, and you presented it, and he was like, you know, he was like, you know, Puff and Ciroc, no problem. And then he hit you with the menace, too small. But the way you respond is what I cared about. Because that allowed myself, who was a business person, the team I work around with business people, you know, all our companies, I'm like, you see what he just said? He didn't cry. He didn't beg. He said, I got you. And, and he didn't try to over leverage the relationship because he knew what it was. You knew what it was, but you was looking for, you know, a, a half court shot. And sometimes those shots are unthinkable. You know what I'm saying? If they happen, great. Mm-hmm. If they don't, well, you, you know, you try. So I like the way you handled that as well as position everything organically, and people don't give you credit for that. And the reason why you're on this podcast is because I want to talk about how you can take a song, you know, Where Are We Now, and go top ten. People laugh and stuff because of what's around it. But from a business perspective, the being a top the being a top 25, top ten with two artists on a song that is a great record, but you, you push that to the core, like literally. Like that was crazy how you push that record. And it was a good record, but with two different people. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what's crazy? Your, your resilient, yeah. Your resiliency is a very, you know, you know, chief quality of yourself, and that's that's just hats off. But you know, you have done things on TV that should make other people say, if he can do, even with the Johnny Blaze situation, I won't get into that um, because that that can go different ways. But that you were structuring that, you could see the same thing happening with that as far as providing certain things and getting her to think differently. And even though you all might not be rocking together to this day, but I, I just watching her now, you can see she's very hyper-focused. But, you know, a, a lot of that tips off to you, man, so uh, definitely. Yeah, I think this is what the deal is. 2015, moving forward, is a lot different than 2001. With social media, with the way people are, you can put yourself in front of a lot of people. Like, and I'll tell you this, and I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll give you examples. Olivia didn't win on the Love & Hip Hop format because she was afraid to show who she really was. She was so used to being in the 2001 Clive Davis world of lots of money for artists, artist development, marketing and promotion, whereas in 2012, 13, 14, they don't do it like that no more. Now they tell you to go out there and find your fan base. Go out there and find your fan base. And then come back to us with a fan base, and then we'll put your product out when we know we're going to make some money. So with people like Olivia who don't want to give a lot to the world because they feel like I'm an artist and I'm giving you my music, and that's all I should have to give you. That's not the way it is anymore. 
the world is different. Now you got to be Tamar Braxton. You got to be K. Michelle. You got to be people like that who are giving you, not only are they going to give you some music, because music is actually the last thing. It's the last thing they got to give you. They got to give you personality first. They got to make right. you care about who they are. They got to make you care about what you're doing. They got to make they got to make the world care about all these different things. And then when you finally get the world to say, "Yo, we love dot dot com," or "Get your life," or "Shake the table," and all that stuff that Kay and Tamar do, when the world finally yeah. is like, "Yo, we love them," we love them. No doubt. Now I'm you go ahead and throw them a record. Now you go and you throw them a record. Boom. You go and you throw them VSOP. Boom. How to raise a man. Boom. Now all of a sudden you're selling a million singles. You're selling. 300, 400,000 albums. Tamar Braxton came out to 107,000 albums, her first album, 72 the second album. So now you're talking about people who ain't put out music ever. Tamar hadn't put out music since damn near 98 when she was part of the group. Now right. here it is 17 years later, and all she did was hone in on, look at what's going on, and say, I know how to reach the people. Olivia right. didn't want to reach the people, man. And even with Johnny's success, even with the way Johnny is now, as dysfunctional and crazy as she is, there's some people, there's little girls like her. And they look at her and be like, yo, damn, she's more messed up than me. If she can make it, then I can make it. But she's talented. And that's how Erica, and she, but she has, and that's what I'm saying. She has, the talent was the last thing. You just, if you got to get the world on your team first and arguing with all these Correct. people on Instagram ain't going to do that. The talent is the last thing. Once the, once the world likes her, like, I don't care how, Olivia sing as good as anybody I ever met. And nobody cares. And like I said, no disrespect to, oh, I love her like a sister. But the world has to care. And the ratchet Correct. and the crazy is what makes people care. That's just the bottom line. The ratchet and the crazy or who you with or whatever your relationship is, like that's what makes the world go around these days. It ain't just sitting on the chair and singing great songs. Because a lot of great songs fall by the wayside, and nobody ever hears them because, you know what, they don't care. People want a story. People, you know, no matter what your story is, I think people want a story. I think, you know, that's with anybody, especially with an artist. I think the more intimate people feel about you, the more they're going to buy your clothes, buy your, you know, 79 gold, you know, care who, who is rich dollars, managing right now because, you know, I care about people, only care about you if you make them care. I think that with, even with, um, even with Erica Mena, even though none of us believe she had vocal talent at all, zero, one of the things that she benefited from that whole thing of you coming there trying to push that, people saw a different side of her and then people started to care about her and say, you know what, she is somebody that went through tough times and you know, she's crazy. There's a story there. People got to feel that there's something to read about. With Rich Dollar, when, there's, there's always another chapter because there's like 30 chapters of you, and we're still trying to read them. But every chapter we read, we always get hit with that plot that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think think about Erica. I said something about Erica. And I, I never meant when I said this, I never meant Erica was Jennifer Lopez. I never meant that like, oh, she's the next J-Lo. But I said that, and everybody's like, yo, what the hell are you talking about? J-Lo comes from the Bronx. She got that inner city kind of swag to her where she was cool, cooler than the regular general population person. She's beautiful. And she had people following her before while she was a fly girl. And then from fly girl, she gets with Joe with Joe and them. And then all of a sudden she's doing music and people are like, oh my gosh, she can't sing. This is whack. And all of a sudden she's, next thing you know, these are top 10 records. You know why? 
because yeah. J-Lo had people that, 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 that looked up to her and wanted to be. That's what Erica had. Just by virtue of where she was from, her nationality, and how beautiful she was, she, she was going to be given an opportunity. Now, what she did with the opportunity is on her. You know what I'm saying? All you can do is put them in a position to succeed. You can't make anybody succeed. I've worked at record labels, and I've seen people come and go. But I've also seen some of the people with the least amount of talent figure it out. You know why? Because they figured it out. You know what I mean? And, is that, and that's what it's all about. So, yeah, you know, I, I ain't going to say pretend like me and all these people are cool now, and I don't think that me and these people in, all these people are in a bad place. I just think that you lead your horse to water, and then, you, and then they, they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. And sometimes they sink, sometimes they swim. But as long as this world keeps revolving and I'm still who I am, I'm going to find the next person. And that's my new goal. I'm going to find the next person. So you'll see some new people this year. You're going to see some new people this year. And, 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 and it, it do not stop. Well, it never stops. Well, that's the whole thing, you know. That's the key, you know. We don't stop. I, I want to ask you a question. How much pressure do you feel to make money, to provide for your team, um, to to maintain what you're – like how much pressure? Because like I said before, you're not just – your government name anymore. You're rich dollars. So how much pressure do you feel every day from an honesty perspective? And what do you do to offset it? Because we all kind of cave in, and then the real warriors, the real hustlers, the real go-getters, we bounce back because we know what we have. Like, how much pressure do you feel right now? I feel I feel immense pressure. And, and the pressure, the pressure from the outside doesn't really affect me at all because at the end of the day, I, whether you lose or whether you win, you just nobody's ever going to be happy, right? You know, I'm a polarizing figure for whatever figure, for whatever reason. I ain't that, you know, that dude that everybody's like, oh, we love him, he's such a good guy. Everybody's like, oh, that cocky, arrogant ass nigga, we don't like him, no way. I hope he fails. That I don't worry about because at the end of the day, you work hard, you put it in God's hands, you come up with your own plan, and you try to execute your plan. My my worries come from within because I do have a team that's extremely loyal to me. And I do want them to succeed. And that's what really worries me is that, you know, you know, how do we make it in the next move to make sure when, when Love and Hip Hop is over, we still we still in a good place. That's where my fears come from because I don't want I'm I'm forty years old and I don't want to be sixty you know, people ain't dying at sixty no more. People living to be ninety years old. And that's a good thing and <laughs> right. a bad thing. The good the good thing is that you don't have to you know, you can you can ride it out. The bad thing is that shit, you spending money. You spending money all the way through. I never want to wake up and be 65 years old and say I spent $17, $20 million and I have nothing to show for. So my twilight years, I'm worried about my kids taking care of me. That's my fear. I want to put everybody in position to get it and go. Like Puffy used to tell us back in the day, Puffy's not going to make you rich. Puffy will put you in position to get rich. That's what I tell everybody. Richie's not going to make you rich. But Richie will put you in position through deals and through all this other stuff that we got going on to get rich. That's what you need to do. And then you take that opportunity and you when you go out there and you use it and you motivate and all of a sudden you're looking at your bank account and seeing seven, eight, nine million dollars and you feeling good about yourself. That's what I'm all about. And that's my fear is not being able to provide that for for a long extended period of time. So I'm on I'm on the hustle game right now. I'm like, yo, we gotta get it and get out of here. Like, get your money and let's ride off into the sunset and hang out on the beach somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm right. at. Question for you. You are a leader. Um, you are in the limelight. You have companies. You are a business 
not just a businessman, but you are a business. What is your greatest quality that you bring to your team? Like when they look at you and you're talking to them and you're interacting with them, y'all working together, your sleeves are rolled up. What is that it factor you bring to the table that makes people say, you know what, I'm going to rock with him? Not just because Puff or Bad Boy TV, but what is your quality you feel that is inborn within you that makes people connect? I, I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. It's the, it's the one quality that I think that I don't afraid. I'm not afraid to do anything as long as my ends justify my means. As long as at the end of this story we're talking about it's a it's a it's a it's a victory and we got rings and we holding up trophies at the end of the season we the last man standing, then that's cool. And I think my team understands that. My team is like, yo, Rich is never gonna be that dude that's like, Oh, I got a few mil. I'm running off and I'm gonna leave y'all to handle this shit on your own. I'm gonna disappear on you niggas. I ain't him. And I'm arrogant and I don't like to lose. And I, I'm very, very, very competitive and controlling. And with those things, all those things put together is creates an OCD monster that I don't take no for an answer. And at the end of the day, they, they, I think people understand it. They don't like worry about, yo, well, that ain't, we can't bring that deal to Rich, man. He ain't going to do that. You know, you know, he, he ain't going to work hard. Nah, no, 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 no. They bring me everything. And I ain't saying we do everything, but they feel comfortable bringing everything to the table because they know at the end of the day, Rich wants to win. And if we bring this to him and he has a vision that we can make this win, we're about, to, we're about to put it in motion. We're going to put it in motion. Everybody's going to get sad off of this. And I think that's why they love me, because they, they know. If you bring it to me and we have a vision and we can make it work, we're going to do it. Absolutely. I like that, you know, the fact that they if they bring it to you, if you have a vision, then you're going to get involved, roll your sleeves up to make this thing be the best it can be. And, and I think as a leader, that's a great quality, the ability to reinvest. And that's what I was getting to. You know, you reinvest in your team, uh, Rich, and I respect that about you. This network respects that about you. I want to delve into a few more questions, and I'm going to let you get out of here. When it comes to, you know, the way you balance uh, the drama from one side and then you have this this business side, from uh, from a humanity aspect, what's some of the things that you do to kind of, Take yourself out of the picture just to regroup and refocus. Like, what's some of the what's some of the habits? You know, you got the the book, the Seven Effective Habits. What's some of your habits that you do that kind of you know keep yourself going away from this that helps make you a better person? Like some of your self development stuff that you do. This is my mindset as it as it as it pertains to, to television and, and, and versus my personal life and how I how I maneuver in my own world. If you're if you don't see what I'm doing, and there's chances are you're not any help or you don't are not in a position to really understand and help me anyway. So when I leave television, it's a, it's a, it's a contemplated decision, and, and I maneuver a certain way. Mm-hmm. But understanding people who look at me, like for, you, for instance, for yourself, you're like, yo, I see, what, I see between the, all the BS, and right. I understand what this guy is doing. People like that are people that I want to be around because that's who you can get your money with, people who understand and they see the vision, they understand what's going on. People who just watch it for a television show, I don't want to be your friend no way. I mean, we could watch it. You could be a fan. I could shake your hand, take pictures with you all day. But I don't want to go into the trenches with somebody who watches Love and Hip Hop and says, oh, this is who that dude is because I saw him on Monday night from 8 to 9 doing this. 
you don't see the vision. You don't have a you don't have a fully understanding of what's really going on out here. You know what I'm saying? So those are people that I don't even want to deal with anyway. Be fans. Watch the TV show. Keep the ratings high. Keep me on TV for another five years. I don't care. But I don't want to do no business with you because you don't get it. I want to do people. When people come up to me and they say, yo, we want to talk to you. Because the dude we see on TV, we don't know if that dude is real or not. But we want to talk to you because we see what you're <laughs> right. doing, homeboy. We see what you're doing. It's making sense to us. That's who I want to do business with. You know why? Because they get it. And there's no disrespect to people who watch TV for what it is, entertainment. But entertainment is for 7 million people on a Monday night. I want the 100,000 of them 7 million entrepreneurs to understand exactly what that vision is and what I'm doing and what I'm creating. And then we can sit down and talk because now we're on the same page. Those are the people that I want. And that's kind of how I maneuver in my life. I understand what Twitter is, people hanging behind the computer, talking bad about you, whatever. You're never going to meet them. And if you did meet them, they're not going to say, hey, I'm the right. guy that cursed you out exactly. there. They're going to say, hey, Rich Dallas, I love you, man. Let's take a picture. My girl watches the show exactly. every Monday. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even worry about that. I'm worried about people who are, like, when me and Stacy got together, Stacey's like, I watched that show. You're articulate. And I, mm-hmm. a lot of things that I saw in that guy, I was like, he, he knows how to create interest. He has figured out how to create interest. And in any endeavor, that's what you need to do, create interest, whether it's good, whether it's bad. I don't mind bad interest because when you're looking at me to fail and I don't fail, you're going to have to give it up to me anyway. Right. So I don't care why you're at the table. I just need you to come to the table. You know what I'm saying? I've sure. done liquor things where people have come to me and said, you know what? We're, just, we're the distributor of Massachusetts, and we came here, and we didn't think you were going to sell any liquor today. So we actually came here to watch you fall on your face. But instead, we just watched you move 20 cases, that's six bottles a case out this store, at $30 a bottle, at $1,800 overhead. You just, in, two, in an hour and a half. Now, all of a sudden, you're my friend. But you really came here to see me fail, right? So as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and keeping my thing tight, I don't, I don't care why you're at the table. Just come, and I'll make you a believer once you sit down. That's my, that's my mode. So this is something that I wrote about you in an article, and, and I want to say it now because it makes sense to everything you just said. It says that when you listen to Rich Dollar speak, you hear the hunger, the passion, and unshakable confidence in his voice. Rich never flinches in a moment of doubt, nor does he ever concede to failure. Rich Dollars became a day one entrepreneur and never looked back. Since his introduction to the highly successful VH1 franchise, Love & Hip Hop New York, Rich has created a new lane of luxury celebrity on the show, balancing everything from music management to main out of corporate deals. Rich walks an unorthodox path, but he always seems to deliver in the night. Is that not you, man? Yo, and you know what? That's exactly why I'm on the phone with you right now. Because when I read that, I'm like, yo, this dude, I'm a, I'm a, I went to high school with this dude to sign. <laughs> I'm looking at the article like, yo, this he is on the head. And like I just said, I want to be in business or talk to people and be around people who understand it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and you, when I read the article, I was like, yo, he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. And, I, and that's when I told Stacey, yo, let's do an interview. Like, whatever they want from me, they got. Because a lot of people just out here like, oh, he's engaged. Oh, he's sleeping with this girl. Oh, he liked this girl's picture. Your thing was a lot different. It was more from an entrepreneurial business perspective that made me be like, yo, you know what? Okay, I get it. I am doing it the right way. Because sometimes you start to wonder, damn, am I, am I too smart for my own good? 
You know what I'm saying? If you if you speak Spanish and you're the only nigga in the room that speaks Spanish, then who's the dummy? <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to speak well, Spanish with a bunch of niggas that speak English. Right. Well, the thing about this this show, Popular Magazine, the hashtag is the positive plug. So the reason why it's a positive plug, we don't write anything negative about anybody because the whole premise behind, you know, our deal with Popular Magazine, we said, listen, we don't want to bash any celebrity. We don't care who it is. Anything that we decide to cover, let's cover positive stuff. So you see articles about Malik Yoba on there. You see articles about Benzino on there, Jackie Christie. You see articles, Rich Dollar, you were actually the first article we wrote, I wrote. You were the first person. Oh, dope, you were actually dope. the first article on Popular Magazine from a celebrity from the from the business section. Because when I uh-huh. came in, I'm like, I want to write articles, but I don't want to write positive stuff. And it was said. People like myself that are smart, intelligent. I, I'm on a I'm on a great team as well that appreciate what you do. So you know you get get blinders to everybody else because what you're doing will continue to work. There's only there's only three percent of people in the world that really get it, and we live in a very esoteric society with the people that are successful. And that basically means only be understood by a few. So when I wrote this article. I that was all from TV and then reading about your life, what I could find, what my assistants could find, and then I mm-hmm. because I'm a great writer, but most of all I'm great at instinct. When I when I see you on TV, the one thing you never do in any situation is panic. I've never seen you panic. I've never seen no matter what episode you either pissed off or you either extremely confident. It's one of the two about you. You either mad mm-hmm. because somebody lied to you, they booking shows that I telling you, <laughs> and you drive right, away right. to town to go to go wreck shop on somebody, or you you passionate because you at a listening party or you want somebody to work. That's the guy I see. Now, regardless of what other you know shows bash about this and that, and he getting arrested. I don't care about that. We only care. That's why the article was so positive because. There's a positive side easy because your life is on the line too. People forget in journalism that this is part of your life too. This is your life. Right. Seven nine gold. Your kids. VH one. All these vehicles are helping your life, and this is your life out here. So why not give some positive to it? That's gonna last. that article will be here forever. It will never go anywhere. It stays on the website. People all around the world read the article because we got one of the highest traffic websites out there. So. You know, when people read that article, some people hit me like, man, great article. I never looked at Rich like that. Well, because you see him for what you want. I see him for who he is. That's the difference. And that's why I want to say kudos. That's why I want to read that to you because that is you. You deliver in the night. That's you, man. I appreciate that, brother. That's big. Yeah, I just want to tell you that, man. And and in close, I want to ask you, one thing, and then uh, and then I uh, will get some shout outs, or whatever. Um, when you when you are at top of a, a Vegas, let's say you're at the Ghost Bar in Vegas. I don't know if you've been to the Ghost Bar in Vegas, mm-hmm. but it's, it's at the top of the palms, fifty five stories in the air. I go there a lot. When you're overlooking the Vegas Strip, you know it's a somatic scene, and you're just by yourself. Winds blowing. It's nighttime, maybe one in the morning. Crowds banging there, but you on that terrace. And there's no noise, just you, the heavens, 
a little glass of 79 gold. Shout out to 79 gold. <laughs> you're, <laughs> overlooking the whole, you're overlooking the whole strip. What is Richie D telling himself at that point? Richie D is basically saying, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to have had opportunities that, you know, sometimes that, well, 99% of the time don't come people away. Um, I'm a God-fearing man who, who understands that, you know, doing doing it the right way is the best way. And I'm looking over it, and I'm looking out there, and I'm saying, damn, you know, I'm just happy. To, I'm happy to be here, but scared I'm going somewhere. I'm happy to be here today, but fear drives me to make sure that I'm here tomorrow. Absolutely, man. Very, very, very profound statement. Very mature. That's a very mature statement, man. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was the answer I was looking for. A lot of humility in your voice, and even though you got the arrogant license plate from a lot of people, I just want to let everybody know <laughs> right. listening in that hey, this guy has a different license plate. You got to look again. His tag that doesn't say arrogant. That was a very humble statement. Um, have you enjoyed being on the Million Dollar Mindset today, my man? I loved it, man. I, I love the Million Dollar Mindset. I appreciate y'all having me. Dev, Dev, Dev. Well, listen, um, we're going to email you over a proposal because we want to do some free stuff for you, man, some free social media marketing and stuff. I oh, know you've seen yeah. that Twitter game. You know, Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do it. We want to do some stuff with 79 Gold uh, with the Instagram, with the Twitter, uh, some free stuff too because uh, we believe in partnership. One of the biggest reasons why we do this podcast is to form relationships with celebrities that are about business because we manage over 1,000 Twitter accounts. We manage over 500 Instagrams. We do a lot. We work with everybody from Jackie Christie to Missy Elliott. We work with everybody, so um, okay. we want to work with you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have Brittany send over the proposal, um, and it's all free stuff. We just want to work with you and for the co-signs. Shit. You know what it is, but yeah, Let's so we're going to have Brittany send over a proposal where if you, whatever you need, mobile apps, websites, we're going we gonna to grow your social media accounts. We're going to drive people there. We're going to be your whole digital team at no cost, man. We just want to work with you so we can get that co-sign and keep it going. And um, we're going to email everything in a business format because that's what we're about, business. But it's already ready to go. Blessed to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you for being on the Main Out Mindset Show and the Talk to Shayland Network. Um, uh, Shaylan was excited to have you. She lives out in uh, Vegas now, but she was excited to have you. Um, she didn't always bring you on the show today, actually, so she was excited to have you and everybody at EAE. This will be replayed on my Desert Storm radio show. I come on, I come on right before DJ Clue at 1 o'clock. We're going to re-air this, this show at the top of the hour, 1 o'clock, people, next Tuesday. My show is from 1 to 4 every Tuesday on Desert Storm radio, streaming over 34 countries. Rich Dollar, check for the um, – have your assistant check for that email. We're blessed to have you, and just keep up for everything. Cause we're gonna start blowing up the Instagram and Twitter about seventy nine gold and anything you're doing positive, man. When you got something going on, we're gonna put it in our magazine, Popular Magazine, and also let everybody know we're gonna post his article in In the Loop, um, itfcelebrity.com, which is our upscale celebrity magazine that we had everybody from Alexander McQueen advertising in there to Versace. So, Rich, thank oh, you for being my first person. Yeah, thank you for being the first person I ever wrote about for the business column, and I was honored Yo. to have you on the podcast. And let me just tell you something, man, um, business person to business person, but most of all, human to human, your passion is something that is contagious, and that's why you win. So if nobody else tells you that, you are a super, super ultra-passionate person, 
And no matter what, the reason why you cause so much drama is because there's a constant, constant, there's a constant it factor around you. There's so much magnetism and dynamism around your personality, around who you are, that people want to be involved one way or the other, whether it's to love you or whether it's to bury you. It's just that is what you bring to the table. People either want to bury you or people either want to just see you to the height. And that's what it is. And that's why when you were certain relationships that you've been in don't work anymore, you know, the other person really can't see it until they come where you are. And I say that with anybody, male or female. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because at at the end of the day, no matter what they say, they always want more from you than you ask of them. And that's just real talk. That's what I've seen. They always want more from you than you ask from them. And that's the realest thing I can tell you is that what I've seen it's about rich, 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 rich. When if you're already on the platform, go get it. Because nobody, Puffy never said, here's a check for 100000 Start up, you know, start up your company tomorrow. You know, you mm-hmm. and Puffy have a relationship where you can call him, go to his crib, hang out, because what you said earlier, he has to constantly be around people that's fueling his plane. If you're not adding fuel to the plane, we're not going nowhere. That's what I tell people. If you're not putting fuel in my plane, well, how can I go somewhere? And with the Rich Dollar right. G- G6, right. go, go stream, you can start telling people that. Are you, being, are, are you just a passenger or are you fueling up the plane? Because those are the people I want flying on my jet, especially if it's a G6 and gas is expensive on a G6. Damn right. You know, <laughs> Damn right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you're going to be on that G6, I don't even know how much gas money you're putting in because anybody can say, Rich co-sign me, do this, do that. Like I go back to the, the whole Where Are We Now song. That song would have never made it nowhere else. And it's a good record. That's the cool thing about it. But the reason why I made it as far as it made was because of the show and because of Rich Dollar. That, that's it. You put so much behind that. And that's the end factor with you, man. So in closing, man, never lose that, man. Keep your eye of the tiger right there, that mean out of mindset, that waking up at 5 in the morning, cutting the fat from your schedule, team building, exactly. going for the W. Everything you told me during this interview, I remember because I got an excellent Keep that going, man, because that is why you're on this podcast. That is why you're blessed with people like our company saying, hey, look, we want to donate mobile apps or we want to donate Twitter or we want to do whatever the heck you want us to do. We ride with That's what Puffy get all the time. He probably gets 100 phone calls when people want to do stuff in free. You know why? Because they, people who hit him up like that, know they can go to a higher place. Just like us. The more celebrities we work with at, 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 at Renegade Revolt, Emails Angels, and, and everything else, the more it helps us. So we'll do it for free. Because when other people see that, oh, you're at Rich Dollars, they're going to, pay, they're going to cut us a check for $2,000, $5,000 because we work with you. So whatever you need from us, we got you. All Let's day. do it. That's because, exciting. Because you deserve it, because you work for it, and that's why they always say rich people get free stuff is the reason why. <laughs> that's it. My man. Right there. So My anyway, man. glad to have you on the podcast, man. Enjoy Yo. the rest of the day. Keep cutting the fat, and congratulations on what all the things you're doing in, in your personal life and your business life. And, again, um, any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? Man, shout out to you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate being the first person on this on this on the on the on that you wrote about in that business section, man. That's a big look for me. I appreciate that. Shout out to obviously my partners, Seventy Nine Gold, Stacy Rebecca. I love her to death. Gets on my damn nerves, but I love her to death. And my whole team, man, we here. We just we just wanna work hard and, and figure it out. 
Cool, man. All right. Well, listen, man. Tell Peter Guns I want to get him on, man. And Yandy. I want Peter Guns. And Perfect. Yandy, man. Let's when do you it. See, yeah. When I, you I, see I, Peter. I'm going to get on the phone with Peter right now. All right. Cool, man. Talk to you. Appreciate you. Stay blessed. All right, homie. Good.